What is up, everybody? Welcome to Tuesday on the Game Board. I'm your host, The Wolf. And once again, I've spent the entire day burning my brain out thinking about the metaverse and EVE Online. Uh, so my thoughts aren't entirely in order. I, I Like I said yesterday, I only have three brain cells and they get all kinds of scrambled when I try to think about the metaverse and how to explain it to people and what it all means. So forgive me if we're jumping around a little bit today. So, uh, quick rundown. So, law, uh, there's a law firm investigating potential PS5 DualSense uh, drift, DualSense drift class action lawsuit. <laughs> uh, Treyarch released a new Call of Duty uh, cutscene for season two, and cryptocurrency miners are buying up gaming laptops to mine cryptocurrency all of that and much much more today on the game board so let's talk about call of duty because that's a nice nice easy way for my brain to get back into gaming and outside of the philosophical existential questions that the metaverse brings up that tend to fry my brain okay call of duty call of duty <laughs> apparently i was about to work on this story call of duty uh, players apparently they're seeing these kind of clouds out in the distance that uh, flash lightning every once in a while the running theory is that there's going to be dynamic weather inside of warzone now people claim to also have seen a ship off the coast and i promise you i promise you promise you promise you we talked about this over the weekend i think that that ship is going is reintroducing wet work from uh, Modern Warfare, the original Modern Warfare, back in 2009 or, you know, whenever it came out. That map, that was, I believe it was the prologue. Jake and I were talking about this over the weekend. I believe it was one of the prologue missions. That was when you were playing as Soap McTavish. That was when you first met Captain Price. And we learned from the end of Season 1 that... Soap McTavish was coming back, right? And he said he was off the coast. And immediately, the second that I heard that, it's like they're bringing back that first map. The reason you bring back that first map is because everybody remembers that first map. And <laughs> it's kind of a fan favorite. So I, I truly believe that it's going to be that's what that is. It could also be a zombies thing. I, I don't play zombies, I'm a little soft. Uh, to play zombies. I I don't enjoy what zombies has become. I enjoyed Nazi zombies when it was just survive wave after wave. This whole like I don't do survival horror, okay? I just don't do survival horror. So, I don't play zombies. <laughs> but it could be a ship from zombies. It could even marry the two. It could be like a weird zombies wet work mashup, right? Because all three storylines have been tied together. So, that, honestly, that's what I think. I really think that they're going to bring back Wet Work along with Soap McTavish, and I think they're going to potentially tie it into Zombies. If I remember correctly, it's been a very long time since I played World at War, but if I remember correctly, the vague uh, lore was that Nova 6 gas had something to do with the Zombies, right? And we know that Nova 6 gas is 
in Verdansk thanks to Black Ops and then Black Ops bring zombies and etc cetera, etc cetera. and Modern Warfare is more or less Black Ops anyway that's my theory I don't think it has anything to do with dynamic weather that doesn't make that doesn't really make any sense to me although it would be cool I think they're going to continue to perpetuate the the story and move it along along those same lines I ran across this story Somebody over a PC gamer has once again has the wrong opinion and <laughs> believes that Call of Duty Ghosts is the worst Call of Duty. Okay. I, we, again, we were talking about this over the weekend and it may seem like we don't get a lot done, but we talk about a lot of stuff over the weekend. Anyway, we were talking about it over the weekend. I truly believe that Ghosts is going to be the next reboot. I, th- really honestly believe that that's what's coming out in november every november we get a new call of duty all logic points to ghost being the next reboot right ghost came immediately after modern warfare 3 we're doing the modern warfare storyline it was vaguely an extension of black ops we are doing we just did black ops it's going to be ghosts right and I, I posted this on Reddit months ago, back in, in in the summer, when they were doing the teaser for Black Ops inside of inside of Warzone. I I when I heard of Perseus, right, and I looked it up and was like, that doesn't make any sense. So like a real life Perseus doesn't make any sense. And then they I played Black Ops and over and over and over and over during the whole teaser thing inside of Warzone, over and over and over it was always know your history, know your history, know your history, know your history. And I thought that that meant like literal history. Like what does it, what does it have to do with the Cold War? Well, you know, what actually happened during the Cold War, et cetera, et cetera. That's not what that I, I don't think that that's what they were actually saying. What they were saying is know your Call of Duty history. And I know my Call of Duty history. And every every fiber of my being tells me that General Shepard is once again the main villain of the entire thing. And he is codenamed Perseus, right? So if he's going to be there, uh, all it, he ties almost everything together. And so I, I, I really truly believe Ghost is going to make a comeback. Whoever wrote this article in PC Gamer has the wrong opinion. And <laughs> Ghost was one of the best Call of Duty games out there. And that's going to be the next reboot. There it is. That's my hot take. Okay. Uh, where did I start? Okay. So apparently, I don't know. I, I don't know why this came. So first it was Nintendo. Then it was Microsoft. Now it's Sony. Everybody's trying to sue these companies for uh, joystick drift joystick drift so this comes from Eurogamer this is from a while ago almost a week it says quote US law firm is investigating a potential lawsuit class action lawsuit over PlayStation 5 DualSense drift Um, maybe I covered this story but we're going to cover it again anyway so this law firm is behind the ongoing class action lawsuit against Nintendo over the Joy-Con drift and it asks affected ps5 customers to sign up for another class action lawsuit it is kind of it feels kind of um what's the word i want to use opportunistic 
I, I don't know that they have much standing. I saw another article somewhere. I just glanced at it. I didn't save it. Somebody thinks that that's just something we have to deal with now. I think it's, I, I don't know. I feel like it's maybe always been there or maybe, maybe we just are better at communicating with each other and it seems like a bigger deal than it is. Right? Maybe it's the same that it's always been, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it is actually worse. I don't know. They're, I guess they're not cheap. They're $100 controllers, so I guess it would, I, it would make sense to have a class action lawsuit if they knowingly design these things to break so that you have to buy another one. That would warrant a class action lawsuit. Otherwise... I'm sure they're willing. I'm sure all three companies are willing to replace them at no cost. <laughs> I could be wrong, but I would assume that that's the case. Anyway, we know that Microsoft is won their arbitration suit. So uh, if you have an issue with your Xbox controller, you have to handle that one on one with Microsoft. I presume that's going to be the same situation with Sony, but maybe not. I don't know. I just like you, I don't read the fine print inside the packaging for the controller, so I'm not <laughs> entirely sure. Uh, cryptocurrency miners. So like I was talking about yesterday, from what I understand of cryptocurrencies, you need a graphics processor and time. Those two things equal bitcoins. You can literally create them out of nothing. It just takes a graphics card and time. So... This comes from PC Gamer by Jacob Ridley. And it says, quote, at least one warehouse in China is packed with hundreds of gaming laptops all working away on the same task, mining cryptocurrency. Pictures and video from Weibo user BTCER uh, was showing laptops in action. There are a handful of pictures of upturned gaming laptops inside a house covering most of the floor and furniture but it's a video from the same user that shows the true extent of laptop farming in that you'll spot hundreds of laptops sitting on top atop of one another on shelving units within a small warehouse and a configuration that's sure to make even the most hardened laptop gamers squeamish and all plugging away at collecting crypto. So, you know, like we, like we talked about, there are only 21 million bitcoins in circulation, which is why each one is worth forty-eight or fifty thousand dollars for one Bitcoin at this point. So I don't know how many are left to be mined, but that's that's kind of the situation. If you really want to, if you want to invest in this thing without you know and really invest, then you need to get a hold of the actual coin, and the only way to do that is to mine. Everybody else that's invested in the stock market is assuming that you know somebody's willing to buy a bitcoin for $50,000 that it's all on paper it's it it only matters up until you start trying to sell the thing if you try to exchange one bitcoin for $50,000 I don't know that somebody's willing to buy that maybe they are but that's what it's dependent on <laughs> so if nobody's willing to buy a bitcoin for $50,000 then it's not worth anything that's kind of the crux of the argument it's it's an interesting situation but that that's kind of what's happening on the mining side okay people are buying up gaming laptops to make sure that they have the 
physical co- the more or less physical coin which then they don't have to they don't have to invest anything beyond the laptops and laptops as long as they keep running they keep mining so it's kind of like a hermit craft in that sense uh jack black is voice voicing claptrap in the borderlands movie but nobody's really sure why so i saw an article kind of like this i i skimmed it i didn't read it from the gamer from the editor-in-chief and his argument was uh that there are plenty of industry actors that can do a lot of a lot of the acting inside of games like you don't need keanu reeves for example to be in cyberpunk you have plenty of people in the industry that can take on that role i don't know if i'm willing to go that far i think hiring big names is has a lot of value but this kind of reverse thing where you know you're hiring an actor to replace a voice actor it makes it makes very little to no sense to me at all you know what are you gaining if anything you're probably losing something because you know like this article from destructoid says like (laughs) it's it's a digitally generated character you already had a voice actor why replace the voice actor it just doesn't make any sense you're not gaining anything by putting a name behind it again you're probably losing something because it's not the voice that we hear in the game and we can literally play the game so why would you do it uh this article from chris carter says quote the hollywood reporter states that the l roth helmed film will feature none other than jack black as claptrap the nervous robot companion as the outlet points out black already worked with blanchett on the very all right the house with a clock in its walls, I, that was a very strange sentence. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what any of that says. <laughs> I'll just read it to you. As the outlet points out, Black already works with Blanchett on the very all right. The house with this is the title. The house with a clock and title in its walls, which criminally wasted Kyle McClellan. I don't know. I don't know what any of that means. So continues quote i'm sure jack black will be fine and i can even imagine his modulated robot yells right now and the voice actor getting replaced by hollywood actors happens all the time but the borderlands film already has a quote too many cooks feel to it and i don't trust eli roth to deliver this is a wait and see situation of if i've ever seen one for a video game film uh so there's there's chris carter's take it it just uh I don't understand. I don't understand the decision there. Much in the same way that I understand why Ryan Johnson's Star Wars trilogy is still moving forward despite uh, the Last Jedi. But that is also a thing that's happening. There's going to be another Star Wars trilogy. I don't know. I don't know what the story is going to be about. But Ryan Johnson, the director of the Last Jedi, is going to be doing all three apparently. So that should be interesting. <laughs> um, I don't know how I feel about it personally. Microsoft is announcing an AI and gaming research summit for February 23rd and 24th. This comes from the gamer by Mark Lugris. Uh, says, quote, following the launch of the Xbox Series X and S, Microsoft is now planning the AI and Gaming Research Summit, which will take place from February 23rd to 24th. The virtual worldwide event will feature head of Xbox 
Phil Spencer and corporate VP gaming cloud at Microsoft Kareem Cordy, as well as numerous other speakers. Again, this is a sentence that doesn't really make sense in my head. Uh, the virtual worldwide event will feature head of Xbox Phil Spencer and corporate VP gaming cloud at Microsoft Kareem. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's missing a word, something. So according to Microsoft, quote, this virtual research summit brings together researchers and innovators from academia, creators from the gaming industry, Microsoft research and gaming teams at Microsoft to share ideas and discuss how AI and machine learning is transforming the landscape of gaming. The event is focused around four themes. Those four themes are AI agents for gameplay and game testing, responsible gaming, including ethics, safety, and inclusivity, computational creativity and content generation, understanding players, player engagement, and analytics. So, again, more uh, existential discussion, philosophical discussion. What are, what are the ethics of AI? How much information is enough information to gather from players? You know, should are we getting to the point where we're tracking eye movement in real time? <laughs> uh, are they gathering information on where you go? Uh, we already actually, I say that, but we already know based on heat maps in multiplayer games, they already know where you're going, where people tend to gather. So, this will be an interesting discussion. When is the 23rd? Let me see. 23rd should be next Monday, I believe. I was going to say that depending on... Yeah, it's going to be Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to stream all of it. I'll pick out certain parts of it and we'll uh, discuss that next week. But it should be kind of an interesting thing. Speaking of um, gaming events, Nintendo just dropped out of nowhere that they're doing... Uh, 50, a one hour long event introducing new games tomorrow. They just, just literally out of nowhere, just like at 10 a.m. this morning, they're like, hey, by the way, we're doing this event tomorrow. <laughs> so um, tomorrow at 3 p.m., I guess we're going to find out what Nintendo's up to. I will be there, and I will be there to make sure that you know what happened because you're probably working or maybe you're in school. Either way, I will be there to let you know 100 games are coming to stadia google says this comes from game rant by andrew heaton uh it says let's see quote according to reports google is promising keep stadia alive with a slew of titles which it says will be hitting its streaming service later on this year the company is looking to strike a chord with a wide range of gamers by offering everything from platformers to action rpgs to co-op titles a couple of games have already been given release dates, such as Shantae Risky's Revenge. It came from Space and Ate Our Brains. And K's and the Wild Mask. Maybe that's Kaze. Uh, even FIFA 21 will be ported to console on March 17th. Uh, so, quote, it seems the Stadia struggled to stay afloat in the cutthroat world of gaming. Uh, despite being made one of the biggest companies on the planet being made by one of the biggest companies on the planet. Again, I'm not sure that uh, this feels opportunistic to me. It feels less of an insult than Amazon Luna, but still kind of uh, there. I, I feel like uh, I don't, how do I want to phrase this? They at least went to the effort to get FIFA 21 onto the, onto the port. They worked to get Cyberpunk on there, 
right? So they're at least trying to get games that are worthwhile on onto the system, I guess, even though it's not really a system. So they're at least trying way more than Amazon Luna. So it's not necessarily a joke, but I still don't think that they have. I, I don't think that they are anywhere near Xbox. I think they're trying and I think they're 20 years behind the, the eight ball. So they're struggling to keep up. I don't think they're going to really hit it. And we already know that they've scaled back their first party studios, shut them down completely. So they're relying on third party tiles only uh, unless they're willing to throw a lot of money, a lot of money at this. I don't anticipate studio will last for more than five years. That's just a number off the top of my head. I have no idea. It just, I, I just don't see it lasting to 2026. I just don't see it. Silent Hill creator teases a new horror project with eerie concept art. So this comes from Eurogamer. Uh, quote, the creator and director of Silent Hill, Siren, Gravity Rush, and more has teased his new studio's upcoming horror project, sharing a few tantalizing hints and some suitability, suitably unnerving concept art in a new developer video. Toyama, you might recall, departed SCE Japan Studio, where he worked for over 20 years at the tail end of 2020, announcing his new company, Boca Game Studio, at the same time. Boca is, ba it, this is spelled B-O-K-E-H. So, Boca is also home to several other SCE Japan Studio alumni, uh, including a lead designer, who worked on the last guardian puppeteer. And uh, so it's returning to his roots, apparently, according to this author. Once again, I don't play survival horror. I am not especially, especially Japanese survival horror. I do not do that. That is not my genre. No, 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 no. Only in the middle of the day with the highest brightest, uh, brightest screen settings, um, no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, Levi's has introduced a Pokemon collection. This comes from Game Informer by Brian Shea. Quote, Pokemon's 25th anniversary, which happens to be at the end of this month, is starting to rev up. Man, that makes me feel old. Okay. <laughs> While most announcements aren't expected until Pokemon Day on February 27th, we're starting to see some of the announcements and partnerships trickling out ahead of time. We already knew that Katy Perry and Post Malone were joining the celebration, but Levi's is the latest to propose a toast to pocket monsters through an all new collaboration. So a uh, bunch of cool, like uh, like a jacket and some pants. I don't, it's not really my style. Like it's predominantly green with a bunch of characters pasted on it. It's kind of cool. Not my style, but it's kind of cool. The article continues, quote, the Levi's X, Levi's X Pokemon collection is the latest in a long line of collaborations Levi's has done. In the recent past, Levi's has worked with brands like Peanuts, Star Wars, Stranger Things, Hello Kitty, and Super Mario. While we're still waiting the full picture of what the Pokemon company, Game Freak, Nintendo, and all their partners are planning for this year's special Pokemon Day, we can check out, you can check out, uh, Game Informer, yeah, Game Informer's wish list for the announcements uh, that they'd most like to see. 
So who knows? I don't, you know, it'll be interesting. We know that McDonald's is giving away Pokemon cards for the 25th anniversary. We know that some people are buying those up and throwing away the food and the, the most despicable collector action that I've ever heard of. Um, <laughs> uh, I hate when food is wasted. That's, that's like a personal nerve for me. I just, uh, for the sake of a trading card that they're going to make more of Pokemon, the Pokemon company said they're making more of those cards. Stop. Don't waste food. Don't, you know, anyway, moving on six days in Fallujah is not trying to make political commentary about war. Okay. So this is like the biggest controversy in the gaming world, at least this week. So, Six Days in Fallujah is a game allegedly that follows the actions of the invasion of Fallujah, the second battle of Fallujah. It happened in 2004. There is the Pentagon has admitted to using white phosphorus during that engagement. White phosphorus is illegal according to an international treaty. So, it is a war crime to use white phosphorus on a battlefield because it is considered a chemical weapon. Uh, adding to the controversy of that particular battle, a lot of civilians were among the casualties. I think the majority of the casualties were civilians or at least categorized as civilians. It was the bloodiest battle for the U.S. in the entire Iraq War, so it is not <laughs> it is not something to be approached uh, flippantly. That is the major concern with this, and I'm sure there are plenty of other sites that are willing to go out there and say that it is downright offensive and it is uh, glorifying. I've seen this myself with my own two eyes that it's glorifying American war crimes, etc., etc., etc. I'm not going to go that far. It is probably not something that needs to be a video game. I will say that. And I will probably leave it there until I see more of this video game. It, because I just, I don't see the rationale. But maybe there is one that I'm not seeing. So, this article comes from IGM by uh, Adam Bankhurst. And it says, let's see, quote, Peter Tamti, the head of Six Days in Fallujah publisher Victra, spoke to Polygon after the game was reannounced for a 2021 release and stated the developer Highwire Games, quote, will not grapple with the political machinations that led to the titular conflict. Instead, the game's focus will be to, quote, engender empathy for the American troops, their work in taking out the insurgents through Fallujah and the civilians who were caught in between. Quote, I think reasonably reasonable people can disagree with that, Tamti told Polygon of his narrative strategy. Quote, for us as a team, it is really about helping players understand the complexity of urban combat. It's about the experiences of that individual that is now there because of political decisions. And we do not want we and we do want to show how choices that are made by policymakers affect the choices of a Marine affect the choices that a Marine needs to make on the battlefield. Just as that Marine cannot second guess the choice of the choices by the policymakers 
We're not trying to make a political commentary about whether or not the war itself was a good or bad idea. That quote is has lit gaming journalism ablaze. It is not people are not taking kindly to that. <laughs> so um, take that for what you will. I will only say that I understand. I believe I understand what he's trying to say. I, don't, I still don't think that it's something that needs to be a video game, but I believe I understand the direction that they're trying to go. Um, so, again, I, we, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We've talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Should war games make commentary on what is right about a war? What, is it morally justified? Um, et cetera, et cetera. And people are, you know, comparing... Call of Duty to Six Days in Fallujah, right? They're saying, you know, Ubisoft, for example, or Sledgehammer Games, they're they're always saying, oh, we don't want to, we're not making political commentary, we're not condoning this action or that action, we're not taking sides, et cetera, et cetera. But they continually use historical references to create this game. There's a very large discussion to be had there. Um, so you will have to decide for yourself where you fall on that spectrum. I have not decided where I land on it. I don't think that historical engagements... Uh, it's a tough one for me, right? Part of me wants to say that historical engagements shouldn't be video games, but at the same time, uh, I got my introduction to... Part of my introduction to first-person shooters was playing World War II video games. And I just talked about World at War that was based on Vietnam. So it's... I'm not sure I'm, I'm not sure where I land. Uh, honestly, I'm not sure where I land. Uh, if you listen to Sun Tzu, right? The greatest general of all time. <laughs> uh, all warfare is political so it's it's a failure in his i'm paraphrasing but warfare is a failure of diplomacy it's when warfare happens when diplomacy breaks down so by that definition all warfare is political you have to it, it by virtue of existing it is making a political statement so what i don't know what what side these developers try to land on i'm not sure should they pick a side i don't know that's part of the ongoing conversation um a conversation that we're not going to have today although we will probably get into that at some point just not today uh today we're talking about uh, a couple of other things so there is apparently an internet cafe that is also mining cryptocurrency <laughs> to turn a profit during the shutdowns so, again, from PC Gamer, this article says, this is by Jacob Ridley. This is much more recent, by the way. I'm not going back a week for the sake of it. <laughs> Just trying to catch up. This was from 10 hours ago. Okay, this says, quote, uh, the, I can't even, I'm not even going to try to, this cafe <laughs> run by Stargaming is showing off its new mining setup on its Facebook page as spotted by somebody right and not too long after it celebrated switching to the latest GeForce RTX 3080 graphics card 
quote, tra- quote, transforming business in the pandemic. The post reads, translated by Facebook, profits are higher than net business, net room owners who want to do it. Please contact me to do it for free. So this makes all the sense in the world. You already got the equipment. You can't let people in. You're buying graphics cards. You're top of, top of the list for manufacturers or suppliers, rather. Uh, so, yeah, it makes all the sense in the world to mine cryptocurrency. But just know that not only do you have warehouses full of gaming laptops mining cryptocurrency in Asia, you also have Internet cafes in in Asian countries mining cryptocurrency probably everywhere else too it makes every bit of sense in the world to mine cryptocurrency it's again fifty thousand dollars for one bitcoin done deal done deal somebody's going to buy it somebody's going to buy it all right uh let's see what else do i have here epic games is behind a north dakota bill which uh is trying to prevent app stores from taking a cut of transactions. This comes from Engadget. Quote, lobbyists working for Epic Games and the Coalition for App Fairness are pushing a bill in the North Dakota Senate that would force Apple to open up the App Store. Senate Bill 2333, as reported by the New York Times and Kotaku, would stipulate that users in the state could download apps from third-party storefronts and use untrusted payment processors. Those quote-unquote untrusted payment processors would be companies like Epic. Okay. Uh, continuing on, the art, the law would also prevent platforms from reta- retaliating quote against a developer for choosing to use an alternative application store or in-application payment system. In testimony, Apple's Eric uh, Neuschwinder. Uh, I'm going to go with that. <laughs> said that the law threatens to destroy iPhone as you know it. That is, uh, uh, decide for yourself. I'll let you decide for yourself. I think my reaction tells you everything you need to know. You can decide for yourself from there. Uh, quote from the article. Naturally, there seems to be something a little off about the companies drafting laws that benefit themselves and disadvantage their competition, especially since Epic games is currently embroiled in lawsuits against both Apple and Google after the app was pulled from both stores. If you're unfamiliar, Epic app, added a way to buy V-Bucks, Fortnite's in-game currency, through its own storefront. Apple and Google both said that the move violated the terms of the developer agreement it signed and asked it to stop. When it didn't, both platforms subsequently removed the game from their storefronts, which Epic described as, quote, retaliation. All three of these companies, nobody, nobody needs to get it twisted. All three of these companies are engaging in monopolistic practices, okay? Every single one of them is trying to create a monopoly. And two of the three are already facing lawsuits, antitrust lawsuits, from the U.S. government signed by 30 or 40 attorneys general that is try that could end up splitting the company up so let's all keep that in mind when we talk about these things uh so it kind of an interesting development you see this all the time companies uh trying to influence policies to benefit them that's not that's nowhere new that's something that happens all the time it's just this is the first time that we're seeing this kind of action from epic games 
Uh, who knows what the fallout of that is going to be. Although it can be argued that it's not necessarily in Epic's favor because it would, by definition, ex- allow developers on their storefront to use their own payment processor. So does it really help Epic Games or is it designed more to hurt Apple? I think it's probably the latter, but what you know, that's my opinion. Xbox has announced new premium he- wireless headsets. This has been all the rage today. Uh, you can buy these Xbox headsets for 100 bucks. They're wireless. They're supposed to be like pretty great. So this comes from let me see. This comes from Game Informer by Brian Shea. It says, quote, the new Xbox wireless headset promises myriad upgrades to your average run-of-the-mill gaming headset with best-in-class audio performance and chat features. When Microsoft set out to improve the gaming experience for the now current generation of gaming, when we say current generation, we were talking about Series X and S, PS5. Uh, when Microsoft set out to improve the gaming experience for the now current generation of gaming, one key area was audio. The team wanted you to feel like you were dropped in the middle of your gaming experience and hope to achieve that with custom audio hardware built into the console to relieve the CPU of the workload of processing audio. With the new Xbox wireless headset, the platform holder hopes to take the experience to the next level. The Xbox wireless headset allows you to hear games loud and clear with low latency and lossless audio. This new device supports the most popular spatial sound techniques, including Dolby Atmos, DTS headphone, DTS Headphone X, rather, and Windows Sonic. Xbox specifically calls out being able to better hear crucial sounds like enemy footsteps as they attempt to sneak up on you. So if you're looking for decent headphones and you're a an Xbox fanboy like myself and they're dropping around your 30th birthday, <coughs> uh, maybe somebody could get a hold of those for you. <clears throat> she's not paying attention to me. What? Nobody worry about it. She'll pay attention to this, though. Instinction is a new dinosaur game using Unreal Engine 4, ray tracing, DLSS, and more. This comes from DSO Gaming, Dark Side of Gaming by John Papadopoulos. Uh, a man I aspire to be one day. So, uh, the article says, quote, Hashbane is currently working on a new dinosaur game called Instinction. Instinction targets PC and current-gen Series X, S, and PS5 consoles. And we'll be using Unreal Engine 4. We'll take advantage of ray tracing and we'll release in 2022. According to the team, Instinction will be a dinosaur survival game with modern mechanics and a compelling story. Uh, so it, it allegedly is the spiritual successor to Dino Crisis. I never played it, but you know I know the name. If you played it, let me know what it was like. Hit me up on Twitter at the wolf underscore one one two zero or on Facebook, facebook.com slash the wolf one one two zero. What was Dino Crisis like? I know, I know I remember the name. I never played it. I feel like it was on Nintendo. Let me know. Let me know. If you if you played it, let me know. Was it good? Was it bad? Do you want a spiritual successor? Hit me up. Alright, so Apparently, Instinction, let's see, uh, uh, quote, the game will also support both single-player and co-op multiplayer modes. 
Instinction will feature a variety of weapons. All of them will come with fully customizable in-game attachment skins and reddit reticle reticle editor i'm gonna go with reticle i guess i've never tried to say that I, it's been a while since i've tried to say that word out loud i think it's reticle <laughs> uh so it should be interesting dino's survival game i'm you know i have to get that for my wife uh and she won't play it and maybe she'll let me play it and she'll watch maybe maybe who knows i don't know what i do know is that i think We've more or less reached the end of today. Yes. Yes, I am confident that we've reached the end of today's news. So I appreciate you guys hanging out with me. Uh, it was a little bit long. I did finally decide that on Saturday we're gonna have we're gonna have a show every day of the week this week. Um, on Saturday, I'm gonna read you guys uh, verbatim my the article that was supposed to appear in the gamer but was rejected it's a long story but i'm going to read that article verbatim for saturday's show should only take about 10 or 15 minutes maybe it might take as many as 20 minutes i doubt it but maybe um so it's it's a very interesting discussion i hope you listen to that mini episode that bonus episode uh it's going to be a standalone because it it's pretty in depth and i don't want to muddy it with any other discussion I keep telling you that my three brain cells, every single time that I come to this conversation, it muddles my brain with all kinds of possibilities, philosophical discussions, ethical discussions, metaphysical, like what, like it's a very involved topic. So it's going to be a standalone episode on Saturday. I hope you listen to it. And that's, that's it for me today, guys. So I will catch you tomorrow. And we're going to talk about Nintendo games tomorrow. So See you then. Peace.